I don't believe it. That's Clone Force 99. This is Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, Tech, and Crosshair. Obviously, we are different. We're all you're getting. Ha! We're all you need! They call themselves the Bad Batch. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the uh, desirable mutations. This is one meeting I don't want to miss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Dad Batch Podcast, episode 14. If it's your first time listening, welcome back. And if you listened before, welcome back. <laughs> the Dad Batch Podcast is comprised of five fathers who build Star Wars costumes and shoot together at events, conventions, and pretty much anywhere they let us in. We're dads of kids from toddlers to collegiates, and we support each other with dad tips as much as building tips. My name is Steven Schultz, and I am your host in the pilot seat today. And of course, with us, as always, the other dad batchers, your space daddies. First up, sour or sweet, it ain't no trick, he's quite a treat. It's our very own Sour Patch Kid, it's Joe Lara! What's up? How's it going, man? (laughs) I'm good, how how are you, man? How was your week? It was good. It's um, it's it's kind of busy, uh, and and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about around things. But um, went to a fun party over the weekend, and then obviously it's Halloween, so got got an excuse to dress up, pass out candy, meet some friends, and um, and the cool thing was I was able to go to um to Trooper Bay. So Trooper Bay is uh, is located here in San Diego, actually Poway in San Diego, and he makes um uh, TK armor. That's what he's kind of known for. And, uh, and he had a B-grade sale on Saturday. So uh, I went up there in the morning and, uh, and he had quite a, quite a good selection, but I almost like took all his helmets. Like, I, I mean, all, all the pieces, I, I snagged like five of them because I was like trying to get them for other people. Uh, and uh, and it, was, it was a good price. I mean, these are B-grade, right? So, so sometimes the plastic is really thin on certain parts. It's just, it doesn't quite take the mold correctly. But um, but it's still a fun project, right? And you could still do some really cool things with it. So I mean, I got to see Mike. That's always good. I got to see John and Ramy over the weekend. That was great. Yeah, um, yeah, good times. Oh man, I missed you guys. But thanks for uploading all those pictures for that that Halloween party. Yeah, I wish you could have been there. Steve. Yeah, it was, it was legit. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. It was um, a unique experience. Would you yeah. Would you guys dress up for as uh, dress up as for Halloween? Well, Kim Joe. does. Um, she has a Fennec Shand, right? So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was a I was a TK that she could basically beat up um, all night. <laughs> <laughs> TK is an easy one. I'll, I'll do something different next year. I've been wearing the TK out a lot, but um, do you bleed maybe. Sour Patch? Let's find <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, right on, man. Next up, he's the latest member of the Bad Batch to get unboxed by Hot Toys live in studio. It's Ramey Shannaday. How are you, man? I'm, I'm good. And and by the way, for, for anyone else that that uh, that 
doesn't realize it. When Steven launches into that, hello and welcome, like I'm sitting right next to him and I literally jumped. If it, <laughs> I don't know if it translated to the video, but <laughs> if anyone that's outside of his office here at, at his house must hear that just echoing because it, it is loud. Um, it was loud, yeah. <laughs> but i'm good i uh as as joe mentioned got to see uh john and, and joe and, and many of my other friends over the weekend at a, at a unique uh halloween event so that was that was cool and then uh for halloween so had the ghostbusters suit on and we so there was we were there were open questions last week about like what is halloween like where i live and so we finally figured it out so our neighbor across the street and our neighbor next door that was the first time they have ever had kids come to their house to trick or treat. So they literally were like ready for our kids to come because nobody Aww. goes there to trick or treat. So, so that was cool. Um, and then the little community center down the road from us, um, they do like a trunk or treat. So because the houses are all spread out, um, everybody goes there. And so we're there and you know, kind of go around and make, make the rounds and the police are there in the fire department. That's kind of cool. Um, and I'm, I'm walking by and, and, there's some other guy that was in a full like screen accurate Ghostbusters costume and that I'm like, oh. do you live around here? He's like, yeah, I live down the street. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, dude, dude, dude. <laughs> we just became best friends. <laughs> exactly. So um arguably I I don't know the guy's name or anything. <laughs> well, but, but he's there in town. So next year you guys gotta do the Ecto one for that trunk or treat Ooh. and like come correct. Yeah. 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 I actually I actually since found out that I know somebody at my work that's got the car. It's not painted up, but he's got the car. <laughs> it's the right oh. version and everything. The, the, it was like a 59 Cadillac hearse, right? Yeah. 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 He's got yeah. one. Oh, so, man. Sounds like a project. Gotta make it happen. Yeah, exactly. Like long-term project. How do you feel about painting the car white? <laughs> <laughs> and adding things to it. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of stuff. A lot of things. Everything else going good? How was, the, uh, how was this party that you guys went to? It was, as I said, it was a very unique event. Uh-huh. So, um uh, there was an NDA involved, so we can't really get into a lot of details about it. But it was you, have, you guys had fun. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was cool. Oh, man. NDAs. I got to see my daughter and my son-in-law. They had moved out. They were living with us when we first moved. They moved out, but I had them come and help with the event. Oh, they wrangled. So yeah. So oh, cool. Sienna, my oldest, she knows how to do that, and she because she's she grew up around all of us, yeah. and so and she's also kind of. Oh yeah, go ahead, Joe. I was gonna say that was a highlight seeing your droid, um, and oh, then and then just so seeing- cool. Seeing how you train the trainer, right? You're, you're training uh, uh, your son-in-law. Yeah. So he, he, I mean, so the remote control for my BB, it's an Xbox 360 remote, really only because it's like super easy to code to those things. And so, um, you know, and he's he's good with video games and stuff like that. So I, I it only took me a few. He was there early and I had him drive it around and before anybody was in the space. And, and he, so he got a good feel for it. He did a good job. So cool. we blew a servo out. Um, that, means that, that means that you did it. Did it right? Yeah, yeah. There was smoke coming out of him at one point, but uh, it's okay. The droid, not my son-in-law. <laughs> I think he was nervous. I mean, it's 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 his you know his father-in-law's there, right? So he's trying to impress. He's, I mean, he was super focused on this thing, and he was trying to get it right. Yeah, he did a good job. He did a good job. What happened to the servo would have happened no matter who was driving it. It was it was a long night. So. You gave him a hard time though, right? Like I'm like, do you know how much that costs? And then I went and I like, look how much the replacement <laughs> servo is actually going to cost me. And I'm like, that's going to wait a few weeks because I'm not dropping that much cash on one servo. Over the glasses look, you know, like, yeah. do you know? What? Son? Yeah. It's all right. He doesn't listen to this anyway. So <laughs> we're good. Yeah, he's not going to hear this. All right on, man. Uh, 
gracing us with his presence. You might know him from some PBS shows such as The Joys of Chroming or The ABCs of Weathering. It's John Rodriguez. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) I'd watch those. How are you, man? (laughs) I'm good, man. Uh, uh, Yeah, doing good. you are you are the Bob Ross of chroming and weathering because you're always posting the stuff in, in our group chat like ah oh, this drip this drip just happened and we're like dude it's a happy accident it looks good yeah yeah well it's just because I messed up so much so I just got to deal with it but um, yeah T- turn the mistakes into a, yeah happy accidents as you said um, there you go man how was your week good. how are you good good uh, worked. Worked on set. I, I I told you guys a couple weeks ago I was doing the, some extra stuff and I got to work on some stuff and uh, I, I guess I really can't talk about it, but um, had some fun doing that. Um, also, like the boy said, we, we did that event. That was super fun. We saw, but I mean, there were a bunch of people there that we hadn't seen in a while, so it was nice to see some familiar faces from ages ago. Um, and yeah, um, and yeah, I'm just been, I've been printing stuff on the printer and. You know, we're, I, I got to give this liberator away. I, I totally did not give myself enough time today and was not able to do the drawing. So as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go on Instagram and do like a little drawing and uh, give it away. There's like 66 people that, that commented on the thing. That's so a good number. It is a good Execute number. raffle. Yeah, exactly. Execute. Yeah. Execute so, oh. raffle. Hey, sweetie pie. Oh, Papa. my God. Here's my, my daughter. Papa. Just <laughs> What's up, baby? It's her place. It's her world. Oh, she's got some. Yeah. She's got some tattoos that she just got done. Some temporary tattoos. Oh, got uh, some ink done. Nice. Oh, look at that. All right. Skull with, right a, with a snake going through the. Eye. I'll go. I'll go ahead and let you mute right now so that we can uh, <laughs> we can uh, get to Brian. But hold on a second. I don't. Where is Brian? I don't know. He's not here. Hmm. Well, I guess we didn't need him anyway. Uh. <laughs> But joining us today, our special guest, Space Daddy, he's built kiddo costumes from Boba Fett to Shadow Scouts. He's the proud papa of the famous indie speeder on Instagram. It's Juan Galvan. How are you, man? How was your week? Good, good. Uh, pretty busy weekend. It was pretty fun. Uh, took Indy to that uh, troop in Anaheim. Uh, that parade that was pretty fun and did that and then uh sunday we went to disney studios for a little halloween i forgot what it's called but it was just like a little party for the kids that's the one in uh los angeles right Uh, yeah Uh, or glenda or burbank yeah in my hood but that was pretty fun she had she had a blast what was uh what was her costume for halloween uh, Maymay for her. Oh no, for that. Well, she had all kinds <laughs> of costumes. She was Shadow Scout, Day of the Dead on Saturday. Sunday, she was Mary from Hocus Pocus. And then on Halloween, she was Maymay from Turning Red. So, yeah. Nice. How do you find all the time for that? <laughs> yeah. I, I defeated Sai. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It's, uh, she goes to bed around 8.30, and I jump in the shed and just start sanding and building stuff. Uh, Lose track of time, and it'll be like 1 o'clock in the morning and just... The classic dad batch meditation. Sanding 
and yeah, Seriously. sanding and building. It's mm-hmm. it's a little it's a little known fact, but I actually yeah. let one use my time machine from time to time. That's how he gets all that stuff done. <laughs> <laughs> Super. Well, if anyone's gonna if anyone's gonna build one, it's it's definitely you. Um, right on, man. Well, thank you for being here. Um, I hope I hope uh, you enjoy our presence because we definitely enjoy yours. Uh, thank you again, everybody, for tuning yeah, in. You, if you'd like to interact with us more, follow us at Dad Batch Pod on Instagram, and check out our new merch at thedadbatch.com. Gentlemen, let's go ahead and get into this. This garbage is nothing like clone armor. Looks a little tight on you, old man. Yeah, at least I know how to wear it. That's right, everybody. It's time for the weekly workbench. All right, guys, who's working on what? I've been printing. I printed another one of these liberators uh, recently, a couple of days ago, and I spoke to the modeler because I wanted to see about making a long-barreled version, which I don't think exists in the real world. You know, these are modeled after real uh, little like holdout blasters or guns. Um, so we were talking, he's like, yeah, what if I had a muzzle and stuff? So he modeled up, or I guess, you know, he, he used some of the Din Djarin parts and got them to fit into his model. So I, I downloaded those. And as soon as my resin arrives tomorrow, I'm going to print those pieces and see what's up. But yeah, I've been printing these like a madman. They're just so fun and easy. Uh, uh, these liberator uh, blasters. Um, it, it's like a blank slate on all of them, you know, cause you can kind of just do whatever you want. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I've been painting more heavies, uh, cause you get, you guys know, I'm, I have, I'm like perpetually going to be painting those for the rest of my life. So, uh, yeah, been working on those a little bit and that how many of those blasters have you made? You've made quite a few. How many, uh, th- of these little liberator ones, I've only, I've printed mm-hmm. three so far. I've painted two. Uh, I'm giving this yellow one away and I have my burgundy one, my rusty one. And I, and I just did the other one. So I, I don't, uh, so three so far. Uh, they're just really easy to print. It's like a five-hour print or eight-hour print, oh, whatever. Yeah. And um, and, and uh, they, every all the pieces fit into my little curing station because I have the, the small one, you know. I don't have the bigger one. And it's just very convenient. I can print it at night, pop it off, cure it, and it's, you know, sand it a little bit, and it's good to go. So, um, nice. so I'm going to print the little knife next. It's like a snub nose, the snub knife thing, whatever, that little like stabby bit thing so are you are you able to fit all the pieces for that blaster onto one plate one build plate yeah i can fit it all yeah on the on the mono x i don't even need the jupiter for it it's it's not that much yeah it's like it's it's like one that thing's like the size of the noisy cricket from men in black it's tiny yeah and it's (laughs) it's six six or seven pieces that that are all pretty pretty tight you know they're not huge and like you know wacky shaped yeah everything fits nicely so are you building like when, so in the episode where he travels and he's got to like check his baggage and like, he's got to yeah. lay all the weapons out and stuff is, are you basically building that kind of, that uh, kind of build out that he's got? I mean, or not, not, the, not necessarily but there are parts either. from that, right? That's cause that's where that holdout yes. is from. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And yeah, the, so, the, the knife too. Yeah. So, so, um, the guy that made these, um, models did like the whole package. So yeah. And yeah, the dark saber. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, so it was Got like it. the 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 yeah like weapons pack. So it's the blaster, the little blaster, the knife. There's like a Bacta tank, and there and there's a uh, some um, you know whistling bird darts that he throws in there too. Um, but yeah, but but 
yeah, I, I just want to do, I, I've been loving these blasters and I want to do the knife. I forgot about the knife. I saw his post today. I'm like, oh yeah, the knife. So I'm going to do that one next. I'm not really doing too much building right now. I'm kind of assembling pieces to build something, but part of that was going to, uh, oh, to yeah. see Mike at, at Trooper Bay. So originally I was, I was just going to buy a Black Series Stormtrooper helmet or something just so I can basically paint over and, and, and mess with. And um, what I'm trying to build, and it won't be hard, it'll actually be really fun, because um, it's just assembling pieces. It's um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Battle Tribe. Uh, Matt Rendar, he's a, he's an artist. He's actually I think a cop in New York City that does drawings of like um, potential criminals, like people on the run, and like have you seen this person? And he'll do interviews and draw sketches of people. That's like what he does for a living. But on the side, he has a prior military background, and he does these this this blend and mesh of Star Wars and military. And, uh, and so he has some really cool characters. Um, the one that stood out for me is, is this TK bucket, but, it, but it's got, you know, like it's got like the Peltor cans that I used to wear, which I have some in my garage. I just got to find them. Um, and, uh, and the rails to attach and, uh, the night vision. So I don't, I didn't, you know, I'm not going to spend $8,000 on night vision. So I found uh, a mock-up. It's like an airsoft mock-up. It looks exactly the same. So I'm just going to weather that for the PBS 15s and uh, probably put some green light in it. So it kind of reflects on off the, off the face a little bit. It'd be kind of cool. Um, and then just slap on some camis and just, just have fun. You know, that that's kind of a, a thing I've been looking at. And then we're coming up to veterans day. So it just seemed like a fun project to kind of put together as we, as we lead I, up to I, that. But um, I wanted to thank you, Joe, for picking one of those helmets up for me too. Yeah. I, I forgot to mention that Joe got me one of those B grade helmets from the sale and I'm excited to uh, work on it. So thank you. Yeah, and I was telling John um, as I was trimming uh, one of those faces, it's it's kind of thin in some areas. I mean, it's B grade for a reason. So oh, sometimes the plastic gets check. pulled, and it's really yeah. thin. And and I accidentally tore a little bit underneath. But when I was bouncing it off my other TK, which is fully made, I'm like, oh, I can actually save this. I don't have to repair it, but I do want to kind of fortify it on the inside. So I'll probably make that um that paste, you know. Um, with acetone and whatnot on the inside, just to kind of fortify it a little bit. But, uh, but I had to share with that with you, John I was like, cause I didn't, cause I know you like get excited and you want to just go out of town. I was like, dude, before <laughs> you, before you get it, start chopping away, man, this thing's thin on the bottom. So just be it's careful. It's like, it's like Kevin's B grade armor that, you know, like the, the clone stuff and all the stuff he sells. It's the same thing where it's like, it's super thin on one side and you're like, Whoa, really you thin. you tear the whole thing by accident. Yeah. So, so I, and thank you for the warning. Yeah. But, Totally been there before and, and torn plenty of thin ABS pieces before. I thought I, I thought I ruined the fa- like the bottom of the face, but it was like, well, it's at the bottom. I can, but then I realized, no, I actually it, it, it stopped at the right spot, so I, I'll be able to. Yeah, be fine. You, it'll be fine. You'd be surprised how much of the bottom can be cracked, and that's not even there because that that seal goes around and that red and that all seal. gets trimmed. That all gets trimmed out, anyways. Yeah, yeah, but it was good to see Mike. I mean, that was that was fun, and he was asking, "What are you doing with all this stuff?" I'm like, "Dude, like." John, Mario, some other guys want one, and then talking to Steven about one potentially, and so I just started grabbing them, and I'm trying. I mean, I'm there. I was the first one out the gate, nine o'clock, and <laughs> nice. and uh, and so these other dudes started strolling up, and they're taking their sweet time. I'm already like, oh, I'm making my pile over here. Like this is my stuff. Go get you got to be quick. Got to be quick out. to get the good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's good. It was going back to Mike because if you don't buy him, he's gonna, he's gonna probably toss him. You know. So <laughs> where's the dumpster? yeah yeah but it was but that's all i'm really doing Uh, i haven't really built anything that's pretty rad that you're doing that mashup thing there's a lot of like 
mashups that I've been seeing going around lately. Like I know there's a World War II stormtrooper group, and yeah, there's, group, yeah. there's the uh, yeah. there's the uh, what's that other, the the remnant group yep. that's going yeah. around Kevin's um, group. <laughs> and then you've got the Rendar thing that you did, yeah. and the, I, the Denizens just, as well. And then there's the Denizens, and there's just so many so many of these mashups that are just like not nothing official but inspired. And I see everyone's creativity just like flourishing. It's it's really it's really kind of cool. Yeah, but I mean, if if you think about it, it's these 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 spinoff mashup things that we're seeing really are what's fueling the current era of of media. So, like the background characters that you see in the Mandalorian, or Mm -hmm. you know the the partisans that are you know hanging out wearing old stormtrooper armor or whatever, like with Saw Gerrera. Like those are exactly what. And, and the, the art of books are a great reference mm-hmm. for that stuff too, because mm-hmm. you go flipping through that and you'll see for everything you saw in the, the film, there's 20 more versions of it that didn't even make it that are just as rad. Right. So, well, yeah, I mean, it's all, it's mimicking real life. Uh, I remember being um, overseas in uh, certain parts of the world where those Iraq or Afghanistan and the, the local people take up pieces of gear that they've acquired, not just from us, but, you know, from previous wars, ru- those Russian equipment still around from that eight-year war that, that was happening in Afghanistan. It's it's wild to see how things just start compiling and piecing up. And so, Star Wars is kind of mimicking history, and and that's what's cool about it. Like like the creators are, um, whether they know they're doing it or not, I think they are. But but they're actually tipping the hat and to just the reality of of what we experience and what we see in life. So it's it's really cool. Life imitating art, imitating life. Imitating yeah. art, imitating, <laughs> imitating life, life. and so on. <laughs> Juan, what you working on, man? So I printed a fusion generator. Oh, rad! That I want to build life size. I I can um, help you with that. Is, is that bro- the, the training? Oh, really? No, that's that's no. the generator. Remember the gigantic no, cube the thing that I made at celebrate for celebration? Yeah, uh, those, those are the I, ones that they have at Disneyland. Yeah. 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 Oh, like did Juan, Juan? Did you see the one that oh, we had are, at the booth them? in at celebration? No. no I'll send you pictures because I made one. So I made vacuform bucks for the panels that go on the side, so we can just vac pull them. That I want that. So yeah, I was. That's what I wanted to do. That's what I want to learn how to do. Like do that stuff, and but uh, yeah, I just printed a bunch nice. of parts, thinking I was gonna do. Uh, out of 3D printing, but it's a lot. So what you'll find is there's only three different panels. There's the triangle that's on the the corners. And then otherwise there's only two different panels the rest of the way around. Okay. I can only find one size. Are the ones that you have, is it a 24 by 24 cube? No, mine's almost, mine's like three foot by three foot. Yeah, so see, that's yeah. Cause all the scale that this one came with 24 by 24. Yeah, see what you got to do now is, you got to take a drive up to Ramy's house and learn how to do some vacuform pulling. We can do that. We'll make it. We'll make a vac day. We'll get everybody up there. Do you have a vac farmer, Ramy? Yeah, awesome. yeah. I've got a two by four vacuformer. That was my first COVID project back in 2020. You can vacuum form John's face. Just have him look up. Melt the plastic and then, pan and, and chrome, and then we'll <laughs> chrome it. Oh, then we yeah. can chrome it. John, John, um, and chromonite, chromodite. <laughs> Chromanite. <laughs> Juan, you you actually have the box built, right? The actual like box. You just yeah. Oh, uh, somebody asked me to build it, but that was that. Uh, uh, just it's a twenty four by twenty four, and each 
panel was like 14 by 14 and somewhere but it's like the Disneyland size it's not the oh. the movie ones ah uh, yeah, yeah it's a lot smaller the film ones were huge. big it still feels well it's massive. it's good size for indie for for photos yeah. Yeah. right yeah yeah she she fit inside of it <laughs> <laughs> i think i have a picture somewhere I, she wanted to climb in and i'm like ah, go ahead we She's could uh, we could bring out we could bring out the one that that i made for pictures if you needed one if nice. she climbs in that one i'll, I'll climb in the other and then yeah, we'll do some photos yeah, i love building stuff <laughs> i'm always building you something. Work, are you working on any costumes right now one um the only one that i have well tech version ah, two nice. <laughs> mm. so i've been yeah i've been going slower on this one a little bit just taking my time uh i got i printed the goggles the other day um the visor is primed. The chest piece is not weathered yet. It just has the orange stripe on it. And what else? Yeah, I just put on hold just because. No reference. A little more reference yeah, pictures. He and I are kind of building. I, I'm probably like, was maybe like a week ahead of Juan as I was building. Juan was building also. And we got to this point where yeah. we're just kind of plateauing and waiting until we get a, a trailer or something. Some kind of love. Juan, what do you do for the leather work on the on Indy's costume? That one, uh, my mom. Huh. I just hit up my mom, and she. I give her some pictures, and she gets down. I mean, she just, is she doing like real leather, or is it? I don't know. Is it? No, that one we didn't. I think on this next one, I think I'm gonna try to do because I have a bunch of remnants, but I couldn't find them, and that, the color wasn't right on some of them. So I'm gonna try to find some of the stuff that I have now. But yeah, I, my mom just. I give her a call and she's like, all right, show me some pictures. <laughs> and she just does that's it. That's awesome. I got to learn how to sew. That's, that's one thing that I have no idea how to do. I mean, that's, I could build stuff out of wood. I could 3d print stuff, but for some reason, fabric just doesn't, doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> so, okay. But patterns and all that ex- stuff. Ex- just, explain to me this thing that you built in your backyard. Cause I saw these pictures of this massive like display that you built. Yeah, I built a gate for. Oh, so it all started because uh, my wife Emily's like, "Indy wants a Jurassic Park uh, party," and I was like, "Okay." And she goes, "We're gonna rent the gates." I'm like, "All right." And then it was like seven hundred bucks for gates, and I'm like, "Ain't gonna happen." <laughs> and she goes, "Oh, look at these! They're four hundred dollars a rent, and they're like seven foot tall and just weird looking." And Wait, like, you could actually, you could actually, it was like contact someone to rent a Jurassic Park gate. Yeah, so there's there's a ton of stuff you could rent. I mean. From raptors to, they wanted I think two hundred bucks for a pterodactyl or something. I was like, geez, but it gets it gets pricey. So, like twenty two days before her birthday, I was like, screw it, I'm gonna build them. And I just went to town and just built them. What was your building material that you used to make them out of? Out of curiosity, one by twos for the subframe, and then like a five millimeter plywood. The the texture I did it out of. Um, exterior plaster okay just yeah the paint was literally sponge paint on there and just weather it just made nice. it look cool it looks phenomenal when i when i saw the photos of it i thought it was like a like a legit like attraction well now he yeah. can apparently he can t- he can turn yeah. around and rent that out for 400 dollars. <laughs> hey, yeah a, a you a can shot, rent that you know? for 700 to 400 700 bucks man <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh yeah, right now uh, actually Ooh. somebody wants to buy them that like eh, yeah, I'll get rid of them get your money <laughs> back let that fund yeah. the next project. Yeah. Exactly. 
no, that's exactly what I do. I just take that money and just take it to the next a, a new 3D printer or something. I just need something. That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> that's that's so basically cool. what I do. But yeah, it's fun. I love building stuff. <laughs> You're on the right show. Uh, let's see. I was working on, well, last week, I was working on the my wife's costume, but obviously we had to like cut it short because we didn't end up going to this uh, the party that we can't talk about. But Sad. Um, Sad. but we did finish the costume. Um, let me let me grab this real quick just so I could show the YouTube. Here's the helmet for it. So good. And so, so big. yeah, it's, it's massive. like, <laughs> it's big. massive, but it's beautiful. And your wife's not, and your wife's tiny. My so wife is five foot barefoot. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing with her boots is that, uh, and I don't know if I talked about this last week, Geo put in, um, hidden lifts. Wait, what? Yeah. So the boot itself is allowed to have a, a, a maximum of a two inch heel according to the CRL, the costume reference. But internally, he added a three-inch wedge inside the boot that's hidden. That's cool. So she's, like, with the bucket, she's, like, 5'7". Yeah. Oh, my God. That tall? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Are you because serious? the bucket's, the bucket's huge, huge right? yeah. yeah. Plus the five is inches Is it rattling, of or is it, like, kind of off to the yeah. side? Like uh... Okay. So I got to show you guys this, because this is <laughs> – I've, I've trooped with many TIE fighter pilots – Many X-Wing pilots, but this is the first helmet that I've seen that has utilized this method to attach it. Now, you guys are familiar with like how some of the helmets use um, the construction. Like a hard hat line, liner. The hard hat liner. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you obviously, you can't fit one into, into one of these uh, pilot helmets because the helmet's just too physically large. Okay. I don't know how this will show up on camera, but inside the helmet, there's oh, wow. a second helmet. Yeah. There's a second smaller dome yeah. inside the helmet. And it, that and is you, like it's like well, it, it, it looks like a protech. You know it looks like a skater protech helmets yeah, that's put yeah. inside. It's like a Yeah, ring. exactly. Yeah. It's like there's another helmet that bridges the gap between your head and that the, the cage. It's almost like a and the gigantic Funko Pop. It's side almost like helmet. an ABS skull oh, cap. Yeah. I've never seen that in, oh. in those helmets before. It it's amazing because that's something new i i guess so i've i mean and then the the hard hat liner is then attached to that smaller yeah um um skull cap inside yeah Yeah. so this i mean this entire helmet's just full of negative space but when you put it on it's secure secure but the room can you can add fans you can add yeah, Mike, you know the the voice box, whatever you want to add. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, because it, it does get kind of crammed in there with all that stuff added. So that's good that well, she has room. Did you didn't you finish? Did didn't you add all that stuff to your TK helmet last week? Uh, no, I, I had it. I had it already done. What I was doing was just adding in like conduit and trying to make it look because it looked just like a bunch of wires, just kind of you know that wire box that everybody has in their garage. That's what it kind of looked yeah, like inside missed. my helmet. Yeah. yeah, so I was just the, trying to the one that I've been collecting it. since nineteen ninety four. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with cables that you'll never use, but yeah, you're gonna so need those someday. You're gonna Steve, need it one day, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, never know. You never know. Um, but you yeah, know. she's um, so even though we didn't troop, she's ready to submit her costume. Um, you got to do the photos, so yeah. or did you already take those? We're gonna do the hey. photos uh, very soon. Yeah, 
but man, I'm just so surprised. Like at the, I, I really am. I know I've talked about this before. The the quality of the material, but like even her her shoulder pad that she got is like full leather on leather. Ooh. I mean it. The uniform itself, the costume itself, looks like a, a legitimate uniform. Yeah, the texture on the material, the, the fabric that the jumpsuit's made out of is really it, nice. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, awesome. I'm, I, um, yeah, I can't wait till you guys see it in person. And that costume, she can, she can make eventually up to like five costumes, right? Is that is that the is that the same costume? Unfortunately, not because because her base jumpsuit is Inferno. Yeah. So oh, it's got okay. yeah, okay. it's got specific. It's got the red stripe and stuff oh, on it. Yeah. Okay. It's very okay. specific, right? Yeah. Okay. But for Halloween, we did um, the Spider Rex and Venomsaurus. <laughs> I uploaded that photo. Yes. Um, and then my little one was also Spider Man. Uh, and then my wife did Ahsoka. She looked, good. She looked fantastic. I mean, by the way, everyone looked great. good. But yeah, her Ahsoka yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Her her Ahsoka was like. Uh, my, my jaw dropped um, and to get a shout out from the, you know, one of the costume designers from the Mandalorian, just that didn't hurt. So nice. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So we had a good Halloween. Um, everything's been pretty chill, pretty relaxed here. Um, so, yeah. Cool. So um, I'm, I am not at my normal location, so I don't have anything that I can actually show. But uh, got a few things in the hopper, so um, I'm going to. I got in the mail. I had ordered this, so I got a Mark II metal vibroblade. So the the Dinjarin um, vibroblade, his knife that he keeps down. His, I've got the metal one, the Mark II metal one from uh, Crossfire Props. So this weekend, I'm actually going to do like an unboxing and kind of one day build type video. I think I can kind of do it all in one setting and get it all built, and painted, and put together, and and uh, and we'll get that out on the, uh, on the YouTube channel. So look for that. Uh, printing, still printing parts. I've only got one printer working on this. I could probably could have done this in a couple of days if I had everybody ta all the printers tasked with different parts, but, um, working on an E11 blaster. There's so freaking many parts. Like you sent me a link to the one to get, I asked Steven, I'm like, all right, what's the, what's the best, most accurate one I can print. He sends me, there's like, 80 some odd parts to this thing. It's ridiculous. Mm. It's accurate. <laughs> and I guess so. Um, and I, you can do it so that like there's a working trigger and like you can pull the thing back and it, and the stock oh, unfolds wow. and everything. I mean, it'll do all of that. I, I don't know if I'm going to do that because I don't want this thing to be, I, I worry that if I put too much functionality into it, it'll be fragile. Mm. So I think I want to build it to where it's just a little more sturdy and doesn't have that problem, but we'll see. I, I'm just like, I, so, and I glued myself to the thing like in no small way glued my hand to part of it as i was gluing two of the pieces together the other day so that was a bit of a uh did you um bit of a chore one of the one of the things that i that i've done in the past with when it comes to um say say blasters with multiple parts is you know if i don't want it to have all that functionality i'll just go ahead and glue the parts together or sometimes i'll actually go into like something like a mesh mixer and actually combine all the pieces yeah. together in that. So it's just one solid piece. But that's that just what I was going to say. So I thought of that. However, um, I want to be able to do nice, clean finish work on it, being a 3D printed blaster. And so, and like if they're all together, that get, makes too many nooks and crannies. Whereas the, if the parts are separate, I can kind of clean them up and then put them together. That's And true. that final assembly will look nice and clean. Whereas if I, if I had joined it all, there would have been too many weird spots that I would have never been able to get in there and sand and fill and whatever. So, 
I didn't want to lose all that detail. Um, so, and then the last thing I've got going on, um, I printed, although it's, it's sitting on my printer at home. I probably should have checked on it before I left this morning because it was theoretically done. But um, so printing the Inquisitor helmet from the Tales of the Jedi series. So got the files from uh, Command Leon. It's not Chameleon. It's like Command Leon FX on uh, on Instagram. The files are great. Um, my the cautionary tale part of this though is like maybe don't necessarily always be the first one to want to something because literally for as many days have passed since he released the files there's been a new update to the files that is theoretically more accurate or easier to print or whatever yeah. i should have i should have waited um but it's okay i don't mind reprinting uh, I'll, I'll take a look at the details on what i got versus what's new and i might just stick with this we'll see but uh but yeah sometimes it's good especially if it's media that came out last week and the files came out a couple days ago and then here we are literally a week later I'm trying to print this thing and it's like, Oh crap, there's details. We didn't know were there. So um, the I, files I, got I, updated and they're, they're available to, yeah. for me to reprint. I just, you know, he sent me the update too. I, I printed one at like 82% scale on the Jupiter and it, and it fit the full Jupiter essentially, but it doesn't fit like a, a an adult male's head. It, it fit my wife pretty well. And it's more like a kid size than, than an adult, but, it, but the model is so good. It's so detailed. It's, it's really nice. It, it is. And, and I did the one, so he's got different versions. I did the one where like all the pieces are printed separately and you can kind okay. of put them together and it, and that'll help with visibility and everything because I can adjust the eyes so that I can actually see out of them and everything. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I did I, the combined I, version I and I think I'm going to just give it away or, or I think a buddy of mine wanted to buy it or something. So I'm the first kid. Yeah. So I, I took my, we had, we had gone back and for, for the listeners, in our little chat that we've got, John and I have been going back and forth on like what size to print this thing. Oh, it looks yeah. like hundred percent is maybe too big, but the 82% was too small. So I took my temple guard, my Jedi temple guard mask, which fits my face like a glove. There's like, I just put helmet liner padding in it and I literally can just set it on my face and it'll just hug my face. I don't, it, it fits perfectly. So I measured that and then found kind of the corresponding points on this and came up with 90%. So bigger than what John did, but still not hundred percent. And so we'll see when I, get home if, if what I printed fits, fits me good, but based on the math, it should come out and, and, and fit like a glove. So we'll see. So John, you've, you, you said that you already printed one, right? Yes, I have yeah. One. one. Yeah. It's not in this room right now, so I can't like show it to you. It's, it's in the garage. When you display it, you need to put it on a black balloon. <laughs> so, so that when you show it off to people, you could pop the balloon. Oh, oh and then yeah, so it'll like it's, it's yeah, it'll melt or whatever. Yeah. It needs yeah. to sound like a whoopee cushion though when it deflates. <laughs> I'm gonna reprint it though. I, I want I want one more uh, human sized, not, not baby sized, human adult sized. So yeah, uh, yeah. Right on, guys. Um, sounds like everyone had a good chill week. A lot of working on stuff. Brian, what did you work on? Oh, not, nothing. Oh, oh, oh. 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 all right. Oh, wow. oh, wait, hold on. We're being hailed. This encryption's new. This might take a while. Got a kind of a bunch of random random news this week. Um, first thing, not Star Wars specific, but um, this was an article that, that Tech had sent me. Uh, so Disney is looking to do more with the data that they've got. So I, I, I can 
talk to this a little bit. So I, I used to work in digital advertising and the technology that sits behind that. And, and so I would introduce myself at like family reunions and you get the, the questions like, Oh, you know, what do you, what do you do for a living? It's like, okay, so you know how you go and you look at this thing on eBay and then you go check your email and there's like an ad on the side of the email, like for that thing that you looked at and you're creeped out by that. Yeah, that's me. Sorry. So, <laughs> I mean, the, the reality is, is there are, there are, there's technology out there on the websites that we visit. Um, that tra- it's, that's not so much it attracts what you're doing, but it, it passes markers back and forth to other websites that help them target information to you that theoretically is more relevant to what you've already been doing online. Disney wants to do the same thing, but blend it between the parks and what you do on Disney plus. So it sounds like there's a, a, an ad supported tier coming to Disney plus. So that'll be less expensive than what we've got now, but there'll be ads present in it. Um, that coupled with the data that they've got thanks to the magic bands and they know what you're doing as you move through the parks. So imagine, you know, you go on pirates of the Caribbean and walk through the gift shop and then you go home and you're watching Disney plus and uh, all of a sudden you see an ad for the thing that you were looking at in the gift shop. And like, yeah, it's, I hate to break it to the world, but yes, they can do that. And it is, it's possible and it works. Um, the argument being you're seeing information that's more relevant than just some random ad for something that you're never going to buy. So, um, so yeah, so Disney's looking to, to do a lot of this and, and tech, you had sent this to me. Was there anything that you wanted to add or did I kind of cover the bases? No, you, you you nailed it. And I think there's a lot of people that get freaked out. I saw Steven's face was like, wait, they, they know where I'm moving at throughout the park and they know when I'm going to the bathroom and they know, you know. Well, yeah. So, so, so technically, yeah. I mean, that's what kind of cell towers and all that stuff kind of already does that. But um, it's not about you per se. It's about them making money. Like how can they see you as a dollar sign moving across everywhere you go? And they're like, how can we position ourselves to be in front of you or be around you wherever you are. Not that it's you, it's the money that you will spend is what they're attracted to. And that's why they're pumping so much yeah. into this. Yeah. 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 It is the, creepy. The, the, the creepy thing is like, I used to say like, look, if, if you're not being charged for some product, you are the product. Oh, for sure. The, yeah. the data that they're getting off of you in exchange for you getting something for free is what they're making the money off of, dude. It, it's it's actually a so. good thing that Brian's not here for this conversation. Oh, he would yeah. hate it. Yeah, <laughs> he would not be liking this conversation at all. We would be stuck in this in this moment for the next thirty minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, moving on to uh, happier things. So the uh, the Saturn Awards were last week, and um, so congratulations to Lucasfilm. Um, they brought home several Saturn Awards. So for Best Limited Event Series in the streaming category. Uh, so went to, went to the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Best Animated Series. The Bad Batch. Yay! So, Yay! Uh, so oh, I thought it was obvious. Exactly. The best guest performance in a streaming series went to uh, Hayden Christensen for his performance in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Best supporting actress in a streaming series was uh, Moses Ingram for Obi-Wan Kenobi. And the best actress in a streaming series went to Ming-Na Wen for the book of Boba Fett. So congratulations to all those folks and uh, Lucasfilm in general for bringing home several Saturn Awards. Uh, So uh, got a, got a rumor here. Um, So word on the street, I'm hearing that. um, So, I think we're looking at February 22nd for the launch of Mando season three. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, Christmas day 
in that same rumor would be the launch of the the next and final trailer that we'll get mm. for season now, three. For season three of The Mandalorian, yeah. So Christmas Day for the trailer, and then I think November, or sorry, not, not uh, February mean, 22nd for the show. Does that mean that we're going to have Bad Batch and Mando at the same time? Possibly, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess so, because Bad Batch starts, what, January 4th? Mm-hmm. January yep. 6th. Yeah, so it's... Uh, okay, yeah, so it's definitely going to run into, with as many episodes overlap. as they've got in a given season, it'll have to overlap, it will. Could we get a Bad Batch trailer uh, Thanksgiving Day then? Because <laughs> that, that's before. That was going to be my theory. Um, I have no information. This isn't a rumor or anything like that. This is just us causing trouble on the internet. Um, I would yes. say if they're going for a Christmas Day trailer for um, The Mandalorian, which is starting about a month later than The Bad Batch, then we're going to start the rumor that we're going to get a uh, Thanksgiving Day trailer for the Bad Batch. So you heard it here, folks. You heard it here <laughs> first. You heard it here right. first. Maybe, maybe <laughs> you can exert a little uh, a little positive influence on our friends up north and, and get that to happen. So. Be sure to tune in to Disney Plus on <laughs> Thanksgiving Day for, for that Bad Batch trailer. Instagram. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be pictures of us flashing back and forth. It's just us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then and so the the last uh, bit of news that I've got for the week. Uh, so, and this this one I like I like this one especially. So, um, uh, Ashley Eckstein got to visit do a set visit for the set of Ahsoka. Oh no way! So, yeah, so she got to got to hang out, watch them film a couple of scenes, got to spend quite a bit of time, and they she, they never met actually. She got to meet Rosario um, and talk awkward. about the character. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awkward. awkward. Like, hi, nice to yeah, meet you. I took your job. Yeah, we're not getting, we're not getting into that. Um, but, but I mean, Ashley's been a Just dear friend since since the beginning. Um, since it was like her in the her universe booth back in the day at Comic Con. Yeah. Um, and so, and and she's fantastic. Her and her and David both are fantastic. And you know, they, it can be years between seeing them, and they remember all the kids' names and your name. Like, they're just great, great people. Um, so hearing that she got to have a very positive interaction and, and, and spend that time on set uh, makes me feel good. So, um, you know, she got to pass on some of her knowledge about like the way she's approached the character before and, and to, to, uh, to Rosario. And uh, I hope she gets a cameo. Yeah. So very specifically, she pointed out to probably knowing the way that us fans uh, on the internet work. Uh, she very specifically pointed out that, that she did not get an opportunity Aww. yet, yet to do a cameo, but she hopes that that might be enough. Like, I love, do I love the fact that in tales of the Jedi, um, Janina Gavankar was the voice of Ahsoka's mom. I did not know that. Yeah. Know that. Oh. Cool. So I'm like, wait, Aiden Versio is Ahsoka's mom? What's going on? That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's just that's a cool rad. little cameo that I, I thought, yeah. 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 That's neat. Um, I mean, so it actually started out in live action. And yeah. That's, that's where, mo- honestly, other than Ahsoka, that's where the, the lion's share of her career has been. So she she hopes that she gets an opportunity to do that again at, on, on the Ahsoka show. So. That'd be a nice And that's it for the news this week. It would. It would. Speaking of tales of the Jedi, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about that. George has this hopeful story, and it's something that he's reiterated most times. I've seen him, uh, you know, after we've been making things uh, without him, is remember to make these stories hopeful. Remember to give that to kids because they really need it. All right, guys. 
full spoiler warning ahead. If you haven't seen Tales of the Jedi, pause the show right now. Go watch the six episodes because it only takes like an hour, an hour 20 tops, yeah. and then come back. But uh, man, six short episodes done in the Clone Wars style animation. And from the very first episode to the last, I was emotionally drawn in. I was invested right away. Mind, my mind was being blown during the Dooku arc. I was just, I mean, uh, they accomplished in six episodes what Clone Wars for me took seven seasons. The, the amount of emotional... <laughs> Uh, just investment that I had in this. I, d- I didn't even know I yeah. had that going into it until it was over. And then I saw somebody just, you know, like people cut like these edits and stuff yeah. on online. And, and so somebody posted, uh, I, I, I'm, I will find it <laughs> eventually. Um, but somebody had posted uh, just like a cut, like a, like a 30 second cut of Count Dooku from attack of the clones like the live action one when he's talking to Obi-Wan and it's the moment where he's like, he meets Obi-Wan for the first time. And he's like, he's talking about how it's a shame that Qui-Gon has died. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, Dooku like kind of looks down in sadness. And then he's like, I, I wish he was here because I could really use his help. And then it fades in to the animation, the animated episode of them like fighting together. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I mean, for me, there was, I mean, there's two, there's two storylines pretty much. There's the Ahsoka storyline and the Dooku storyline. I liked them both, but for me, the Dooku storyline, it just, it, it opened up such good storytelling for such a small, um, you know, it, it's like you always say, Tech, you know, like one little throwaway line can open up like a whole new thing. That for me, that's what this that's what this was. Yeah. What'd you guys think? So I thought <clears throat> I thought one of the interesting things, and it took me a while to figure out that this was why they did it, although it's it's kind of obvious in hindsight. Um, so the way that they presented the episodes, episode one is the first episode of the Ahsoka arc. And then two, three, and four are the Dooku arc. And then it goes back to the Ahsoka arc. Mm-hmm. The reality is it's all just chronological. That's the way they're packaged up. Ahsoka being born in that first episode uh, happened prior to any of the Dooku stuff. And then you go right along the timeline. And then after the Dooku thing, then basically that next episode of Ahsoka picks up with like Padme's funeral. Right. Basically. So, so right yeah. now I guess it's the training. Ahsoka's training, right? And so, so that so that was interesting. We really get to see. I mean, Anakin's pretty ruthless, yeah. And the clones are not giving her any slack. But the reality is, is the way they, the way they put that against what we saw in seasons at the end of season seven with Ahsoka, like that prepared her for that exact oh. scenario with the clones basically being ruthless and like stunning her over and over again until she got it right and knew how to. Because battling battle droids and battling clones is not the same thing. Right. And so she she was honestly probably one of the few Jedi that was actually ever trained to battle against well, see, the that, army of humans as opposed to droids. That's what I'm saying. Another throwaway line from season seven when Rex says, 
let's see if that training paid off. Exactly. That then, was the training. So, yeah, and, and the, arguably they probably had that, they had this figured out by then possibly. Yeah. So, um, but then, yeah, I mean, honestly to see, to see Pat or Ahsoka at Padme's funeral, oh, that was working rough. with Bale. And then that pretty much leads straight into the uh, EK Johnson book. Yeah. Yeah. Which that last of the three episodes is pretty much just a 15 minute crammed in version of that book, which is great. Um, and if anybody ever listens to the audiobook version of it, it's actually doing the, the narration. So that's actually kind of cool to hear that book in her voice. Um, I was always like disappointed that um, the way that they were taking Ahsoka in season seven was kind of like away from the book. With the, this kind of fixes that. This it, fixes it, it, everything. It places stuff yeah. in the timeline in a place where they don't conflict anymore. Yeah. John, what did you think? Kind of curious. Yeah. Um, I loved the Dooku arc because it, it showed you, because he, he was, in his mind, he's doing the right thing for the right reasons, even if it was the wrong way of doing it, you know? And that and it showed you kind of the difference between him and, and, um, and Mace Windu, how Mace Windu does everything by the book. And... And, and, uh, you know, uh, Dooku was trying to just, you know, like these people have to pay essentially for, for doing what they did and whatever. And, um, and it showed you how, you know, what pushed him over the edge, you know, b- between Qui-Gon dying and, and, uh, basically the, I guess the Republic or, or the, the, the council, not, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Dude, it, how about, how about Mace Windu taking the, how he got the, the council seat? Well, yeah, that that yeah, like so he he you know Dooku got overlooked because he didn't do exactly what was in line with what they thought uh, should be done. But um, and, and those aside, I also loved that we got to see like like Raimi was saying, basically part of the Ahsoka novel animated, and and we get this really gnarly looking Inquisitor that has like this crazy bird beak looking uh, mask. And um, he he's like the most BA looking Inquisitor I've seen out of all. I mean, some of them have really cool designs, but I, I really liked his design. He has that cloak with the big Empire logo on it, and um, looking yeah. cool is half the battle. But you still got to have skill to back it up. Well, Ahsoka was just Ten such seconds. such a, a, a you know so, so much more advanced than him without her even having a lightsaber. <sighs> And not only that, because the way they explained it in the book was pretty much exactly the way we saw it, you know, because, you know, the, the dude comes in and she basically grabs the saber from the middle as it's spinning and takes it, you know, and, and you know, it, it, amazing. Well, she, I, I mean, if you look back at, at season seven, she defeats Maul without a saber. She's balancing without a saber and she defeats him. Right. And she's, I think, one of the only ones besides <clears throat> Obi-Wan to ever really... Beat a Sith, get the upper hand on Maul. Well, not just a Sith, but you know Maul, I guess. Yeah, like that. Okay, so let me ask you this, John: Why did his head deflate? <laughs> that that's a good question. We don't know what what is under that mask, or what you know, what kind of species, or or if it was even, you know, maybe it might have been a droid or or something. Not a droid, I guess, right? Because it's bird, 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 bird is the word. Yeah, something, something that that can disintegrate when it's 
you know, not working anymore. I don't know. Um, who knows? But it's a balloon, it like, I guess. It's like, in Men in, it's like in Men in Black where like the mask, the face opens up and there's like a little <laughs> alien inside there like pa- piloting the... Uh, hey, I, made, I, made, I made so <laughs> many... Babu Frick. It was Babu Frick. Babu Frick. <laughs> <laughs> I made so many dad jokes here that day where I was like, oh, he's just full of hot air. Oh, like, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! All you yeah. needed was like be like ah, what a world! What a world. Like the, the wicked witch last when she melts. But uh, but yeah, but uh, Juan, what did you think? Pretty much didn't think I needed a uh, battle with y- Yedel or Yedel, and that was pretty oh, cool. Yaddle. Oh yeah, that, that was yeah. Really, kind of sad. Yeah, yeah, and again, I, you see Dooku just turn after that. And just that was that was it. That was no turning back after that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean. The whole thing was awesome. Didn't really care for Dooku as a character in the movies, and then that I think brought him back to uh, being able to relate. I guess yeah. it was pretty cool. I mean, it's you could see where he was going and what he was trying to do, but in the end, he turned to the dark yeah. side. That's heartbreaking, man. And then, yeah, okay, what what was Yaddle thinking when she opened up the? You know, she gets crushed by the door. And then she's like, "Oh, let me use the force to yeah. open the door and then fall forward." Fall back. Well, she was she was out of oh, out yeah. of energy, you know. She she used so much of her strength to lift the yeah. thing up with the force that she just like, ugh. <sighs> but still, she probably thought she could change him, but she <laughs> not. Tried. She tried. She fought to the end, though. She didn't run away like yeah. Yoda did. Oh, oh, we went there. That's fine. <laughs> Wait, she so fought was, to the end. Was Yaddle Dooku's master? Is that why the connection, or is it just no? No, Yoda yeah. was Dooku's master, right? Yoda was Dooku's yeah, master. Yeah, that was okay. even addressed in the movies. Okay, so. okay. But but they say Yoda's everyone's master, and turns out they there were a bunch of masters in between, like when you know True. Empire. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I won't dive too deep into that, but yeah, I feel like yeah. I think have... um, when when I was watching it, uh, what came to mind, it's it's just that phrase from a certain point of view. Meaning, um, when you look at Dooku's story, and and it's the same thing where you see um, the Clone Wars and, and Anakin as he's starting to turn slowly uh, to the dark side. Um, it's it's the it's the hypocr- hypocrisy of the of the Jedi, and and then you also, I mean, I would say after after the movies and then watching the Clone Wars, and then you know, I, I started realizing, man, Qui Gon was probably the the purest of Jedi's like, I, I just, I mean, I don't, I don't know all the Jedi that are out there, but he's probably one of the purest because, um, he, 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 had, he least had bothered the by the least council. bothered. Yeah. The council was, was too full of themselves and ego was taking over. hubris, right. Was, was taking over. And, and, uh, and that's been mentioned numerous times, but, um, you can see why Dooku turned dark and, and I'm not, you know, not, not the, well, oh, okay, well, that's why, and, and the dark is okay. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not trying to justify it, but but totally there's a fair. reason. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's, it's yeah. from a certain point of view. Well, I think well, they never say it outright, but I think it was somewhat intentional that we what we got with this show is two arcs about two characters that both left the Jedi Order for largely the same reasons, but went in completely opposite directions from one another. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a great observation. Because yeah, one yeah, exactly that. They went opposite ends of the spectrum, but uh, they both they were both order for their own reasons, or for but for for which were very similar reasons, really. Right. They were both disenfranchised with the council. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. 
the Jedi were getting lost in themselves, right? And yeah, um, yeah it's really interesting to see it unfold. Um, I'm kind of curious for each of you. Cause there were six episodes. Wh- which one? Because I have a favorite out of out of the six. Is there one that stands out for you? I'm curious to hear what that is. For me, it had to have been. I it, I think it was the final episode with Dooku, but okay. the the particular moment is when Dooku was standing in front of the tree at the temple. Oh, after Qui Gon mm. was was killed. Yeah. He because just defeated. It, he just got got chopped. Like, um, like the way they started that scene was just kind of like random a little bit, but then just through the dialogue of of him and Yaddle um, talking about how Qui Gon had just passed, and and you see how much it's weighing on Dooku, and then it it puts you, the viewer, like you know. Ex- then all of a sudden, you know exactly where in time you are, and then it for me that was just the best best part of the series it just i thought they it, spaced it out really well like cuz they showed yeah. they showed a, they showed a certain time frame and then they and then they had the credit the the beginning opening opening you know title which was mm-hmm. like maybe 3 minutes after you've already watched a good chunk mm-hmm. of story right and they then, do an intro and then, and then they do the title right yeah yeah so they used the title to kind of flash forward or jump forward in time they did it a couple of times which is really cool and it somewhat explains why dooku wasn't present for qui-gon's funeral on naboo yeah the ceremony i, I don't know it's just for me like i i don't know why but i've always been just ever since i was a kid i was always attracted to the villains more like magneto <laughs> or venom or the joker or vader um and for me it just for Dooku, he was not wrong. Yep. He was yep. absolutely right. From the Dooku very first episode. Right. When they, yeah. When, <laughs> when he was talking about, you know, how the different senators are just corrupt. And then it turns out that they these are. particular senators are just absolutely corrupt. Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, yeah, he went about everything the wrong way and he made Killed the a lot choices. of people in the process. Yeah. And uh, but that's fundamentally fundamentally he was he was not wrong so you can kind of see the tipping point of the dark side right because you start with good motives and intentions but then but then it's, you start there's a there's a oh who's that speaking, oh, speaking of at, dark side yeah exactly who is this dark side hold, hold on i have an intro uh, uh 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 and live from the west side back in beautiful california it's Brian Cook. <laughs> West Side. What's up? What's up, man? I'm we're just here. talking about uh, we're talking about Les, uh, Last Jedi. Tales, Tales, of, the Jedi. Tales, of, the Tales Jedi. of the Jedi. Haven't watched it yet. Ah! Watched it, but in, but, in true um, Brian fashion, I'm, take him out. I, delete. Sorry, I've, I've been in California for two days now, and I'm I'm busy. But there's this guy that keeps just bugging the shit out. Oh, sorry, Stephen, bugging the crap out of me. <laughs> to be on the podcast, and here he is. It's Left Coast Avenger. You just took my ear post. I'm out here joining my spice responsibly, fellas. Hey. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Very responsibly. <laughs> Almost irresponsibly. That so. mic is looking chromey, John. I love it. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Chromed out, baby. Thank you. You can't hear me, so, yeah. <laughs> no, he can. He's got he's Oh, got he's got his. Okay. Too. Thanks, Luke. He's got my sharing. We're trying to be conscious of the microphone action here, so... Sounds yeah, fine. It's a little bit funky. Two boys, What's one in, Juan? mic. How you doing? 
Oh, Brian? you guys are on double too, Stephen and Raymond. Yeah. It's blocked with the camera. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 we're in the same spot today. So I had, to, I had, I was down in your hood. I was in Irvine for work for the week. Yeah, we were all day. supposed to meet for a live podcast together, where we could have everyone on at the same time. I, I know um, it's too hard. So, are you, are you at the skate? Are you out at the skate park right now? No, we're actually at. We're gonna turn. We're turning. <laughs> we're turning. Coordinated. And we're turning. Ah, okay. So we're, at, we're at headquarters H- right now. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, we should have just uh, done the show from there. I mean, fans. they probably have good Wi-Fi. <laughs> they probably have a podcast from here. From the roof. been on the roof. No, but uh, I think you guys have seen, like, uh, Luke and I work together, and we're out here working. So skateboarding and working. Yep. Well, we haven't skateboarded well, yet, that's but true. we will be skateboarding. <laughs> we brought our skateboards. I wish I could move this, like, somewhere cool, in but I can't. I know. You want It'd me to hold nice. it while you talk? <laughs> oh, it's so much better in the middle. <laughs> Sorry, we've been uh, enjoying ourselves. Of course you have. Uh, of course you responsibly, have. Responsibly. Uh, responsibly. Responsibly. I'm on East Coast time. I'm tired. But uh, yep. here we are. I'm on so. West Coast time and I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. So Luke hasn't watched Tales of the Jedi either. So we yes, are completely I have. Oh, you have? Uh, 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 All right. So so hand the, hand the mic and the other earpod over to, to Luke and we'll see you later, Brian. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, his oh. hat just took off. <laughs> Your hat just took a dive. <laughs> my hat just blew away. Yeah. Oh, my God. There it is. Windy. Well, you guys can talk about it. I'll just sit here. <laughs> so, Luke, what That's did good. you what did you think about it, Luke? Oh uh, well, I'm only uh, up to um, the second Dooku episode with uh, Mace. Okay, that's that's where I'm at so far, dude. Fantastic. I don't want to spoil it for for Brian. Dooku here, and Mace so sounds good. like a rap group. <laughs> well, how do you know it's not? <laughs> yeah, yeah so good. Watched. Did you guys dig it? Did you guys finish all the episodes? Oh yeah. Or? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, definitely worth watching the rest of it. Absolutely. I mean, I I think I know what happens. (laughs) Yeah. Think again. (laughs) I mean, it's like watching Andor. I mean, he dies. Spoiler alert. Dude, what? What? Oh, dude. All right. Why I'm not not going to watch. I'm not going to stop watching Andor now. I'm out of (laughs) here. Why even watch? We are we are in a legal uh, area of the building. I think we're going to get kicked out by security. Okay, so, good uh, ruffians. Um, I think they're running in right now. Get them out. Good to see you guys. Good to see you, Luke. Later, boys. We'll get you on here soon. See ya. Yeah, Luke's Luke's campaigning to have uh, his uh, his own episode here. So I want your vote. Let's me on the show. (laughs) We'll make it happen. He's using political hand gestures. The thumb, like the, I got your nose. Thumb it's very not it. aggressive. I got your right. nose, and I got yeah. your vote. All right, we don't want to take away time for Juan. So see ya, Bye, fellas. Juan. See you, boys. Bye. See you guys later. <laughs> All right. Jeez. All right, we'll just edit that whole part. Yeah, we'll just cut, cut that, that out. whole thing. thing. Right. <clears throat> or make that the after credits, <laughs> the after credits <laughs> bonus feature. Ah, there you go. <laughs> All right, who was talking about? Their favorite episode? I think Juan was Juan had the mic. Yeah. No. No. Oh. Um, yeah, you were talking about no Yaddle. I think we talked about Yaddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me re- Can I rewind um, this? <laughs> so, so Stephen, I think you were the only one that went. You you, you shared yours, which was yeah. the last one of Dooku. It was the favorite episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the favorite uh, episode. And I was gonna say my favorite episode was the second Dooku one, where you could see him kind of deciding like. You know, he like wanted to use force and Mace was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's like, what do you mean? Like, look at these, you know, these guys are bad, obviously. 
obviously the last Ahsoka episode was Chef's Kiss. Freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm right there with John. Those yeah. two episodes are pretty dang yeah. cool. I, was, I, I liked the last of each of the two arcs because that's where we really got things that tied into stuff that, that we've seen before, such as the, you know, we saw, basically we saw Dooku editing the archives. So now we yeah. know how the, now we know how Camino got removed out of the archives. And then just the, 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 the fact that we got a, a 15 minute version of the Ahsoka novel was cool. And it was good to see how they did that. And they made some, some small changes that they probably needed to do just for storytelling purposes for a 15 minute story. But, um, but otherwise it, it fit the book perfectly. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to pick the easy one. Yeah. The, the practice makes perfect. Cause it just, it just tied right into um, season seven. And, uh, and when, you know, it's her and Jesse about to open that door and we already know what's going to happen. Uh, or sorry, her and Rex, as they open the door, about to go see Jesse in, in the, 330 yeah. seconds. So it was, oh, yeah. Just reliving the, the, the sadness. I don't know why we like pain, but um, we keep going back. Yeah, I don't like pain. It, it, just, it just occurred to me. Did What did you guys think about the animation? This was definitely oh. updated animation oh, artwork okay. compared to even season seven, which was more advanced than what we had seen before. But the hair and the costumes and the robes, and some, there were some subtle differences to everything. Mm-hmm. It felt like Clone Wars... But it was definitely upgraded models this across was, the board. This was bad like Clone Wars season eight. Yeah. Well, the it Bad Batch took another level, and this is beyond the Bad Batch because when you only yeah. when you look, yeah. look at the yeah, it's it's the animation's just getting that much sweeter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. Show. Great animation. Would you guys be opposed to a full season of like, let's say? Well, I'm here for it. I don't even know what you're going to say. I mean, we can't call it Clone Wars anymore because in the Clone Wars, they've already ended the Clone Wars. Um, but let's say there mean? was like a let's say there was a Clone Wars season eight, right? And we got like ten episodes, but each episode was like fifteen minutes, like this, or just do volume two of Tales of the Jedi, or Tales of the Clones. Oh, but I guess, but I guess you're saying Star Wars clone stories, right, more clone Okay, gotcha. Would you? I mean, would you guys be a they proved that this format would work back in 2005 when, yeah. when they did the, when Genny Tartakovsky did the, the, the animated shorts, like those things right. were like a minute and 40 seconds each. Yeah. And yet they crammed so much story into these tiny little things. It's just like from, from a Lucasfilm perspective, they can squeeze the same amount of juice out of this. Out of a smaller for being, yeah. for Exactly. Yeah. Right. Half the time. And just as much. And then, Impact. For all we know, the animation style looked like this because the animators didn't have to animate as much. Yeah. And honestly, I hope they take some of what they evolved with the animation and feed that into season two or season three of the Bad Batch, you know, whatever we haven't seen yet. I hope that 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 pays forward. Yeah. Wasn't this animation more simplified? Like not, not like the, I mean, obviously it looked really good, but I think it was supposed to be simpler than the Clone Wars. I think they somewhat split the difference between what we saw in Rebels. Well, Rebels was intended to look a little more 2D. And so like the textures and the fabric and things were simplified, and yet it was still 3D animation. I almost wonder if they split the difference a little bit with that. Oh, man. Baby Ahsoka? Baby Ahsoka? That episode stressed me out. Dude, Baby Ahsoka was going to die. It's like a Bambi (laughs) story. Oh, no. It's because you have a little girl. It's because you got a little girl. Yeah. That's true, actually, yeah. But did you guys notice? Okay, so I think 
Were those, was that Grogu? Did they use the Grogu sounds? In the background, they did. It sounded like they did. <laughs> right? Maybe. Maybe. I, I'll have to go back and re-listen, but I'm, I don't see why not. Yeah, they got the sound. <laughs> I mean, what was that, Steven? Steven, go one more time. You okay? <laughs> that's that's going to be at the end of the uh, the episode today. Probably. Steven's having a stroke over here. Put him, put him <laughs> out of his misery. That's what the Grogu sounds. Dude. She looks so cute, man. She looks like she's made out of water, though, like like a water balloon. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like Juan, Juan you, you have you have a, a baby Ahsoka dress for Indy, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had, she outgrew it pretty quick, but yeah. I yeah. I made that dress for my youngest years and years and years ago, and she like wore it once to something that we were going to see Ashley for, and so she got Ashley got to see it, but that was it. And uh, I mean, I spent so much time on that because all of the <laughs> all the patterning and everything on my like i embroidered it all it was crazy yeah, yeah. so yeah it's i i we bought the material and my mom i sat there with my mom and went over reference pictures for hours trying to get the zigzag the and the stitching like, yeah it was crazy that was that's an intense one and then she like she she had a growth spurt and like literally within a month we're like and that was her favorite too because not kidding you. When we started painting her orange till we finished, she laughed the <laughs> whole time. She thought it was the funniest thing. She just loved that whole. That was, I think, that was her favorite costume at the Rem- time. Remind awesome. me later. I bet the one that I have for my daughter would. It, I bet it would be bigger uh-huh. than what you made, and Indy would probably honestly have to grow into it at this point. But I, <clears throat> but I'd be happy to pass that along. Awesome. How old is Indy? She's I seven. You made it when your daughter was like ten. A little closer, yeah. Well, no, it's a little longer than that. Um, Maybe eight or nine. So it actually might be just about the right size for her to grow into it now. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Did you guys see how they finally showed a to- a Togruta baby and how the the markings change? Yeah, yeah. Right. They were like they just little like circles, little, right? They're just, just dots. dots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dots. It kind of spread yeah. over time. It just goes. Gets more defined, yeah. And they're all That's like cool. Rad. They had a bunch of really cool, different uh, markings. All like and Ramy, you said you said um, in the Soka book, like after that last episode is when she becomes Fulcrum. Is is that is that when she kind of just nods? Is that her? Is that her saying she's going to do something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, they go in much more into the relationship between her and Bale in the book. Um, but but and and how she becomes fulcrum but really she's trying to decide like what can i do to contribute now and like she's struggling with like she's like no i'm not a jedi so i can't be that but how can i continue to help fight in some other way and so like the book is actually her story about like how she arrives at what it is that she can do to contribute to the rebellion and it's Mm -hmm. she creates fulcrum like that's pretty much the very end of the book and it's also how she creates her lightsabers yeah which we did she get the see. the crystal inquisitor? Yeah, she takes the crystals from the inquisitor's saber and okay. like Throughout- purifies them. You know how the, the Sith supposedly corrupt them, right? Yeah, they she does them. the opposite, and, and, and that's why they're white. Throughout the book, also she um, is like collecting pieces. You know, like oh, yeah. this little metal circular thing will come in handy, or like you she's, know, she has like a little bag full of like pieces, and you know, it's going to be that. You know, yeah, she's sort of inexplic- inexplicably drawn to different little random bits and bobs of metal that she finds throughout the book. 
She's like, oh, I'm just going to drop it in my bag and I'll figure out what to do with it later. And eventually those become the parts for the saber. So there's like, I okay, I know we're getting the Ahsoka show, but man, what I wouldn't do for an Ahsoka, the novel animated movie. Like, well, now we, we won't you know, get it now though, because we got that last yeah. episode of Tales of the Jedi. So that's kind of like. No, but. But I'm saying, like, the book. Adapt the book into an animated movie. Like, you know how DC does these, like, animated movies that are direct adaptations of, like, the graphic right. novel or the comic? That's what I'm give saying, me, though. Give me an Ahsoka novel movie. Give me a, a, a Lost Stars yeah. movie. Well, you got, like, you a, the last chapter, <clears throat> essentially, of the book in that episode. Because yeah. it's pretty much to the T. It's exactly the book. Where she's you mean the, has you mean to the first uh, basically first defend the workers. Last? No, what we see in, in that last episode of Tales of the Jedi is pretty much the tail end of the book. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Gosh, it's been so long since I've seen it. Yeah. Or since I've listened. Read it or read listened? It, read it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at the end of the book, that's that's the whole point. Like She, she, she uh, is trying not to show that she's a Jedi because she doesn't want her identity to get out. But she has to help the the other workers or whatever that are there, and then she kind of reveals herself, is able to defeat the Inquisitor, and then repurify the the crystals to use in her own saber, and and right, and that's it. Right. I don't know. I I just think that there's so many so many new avenues of storytelling that they can now that they have Disney Plus, like mm-hmm. they don't have to do a whole long series. They've proved that they could just knock it out in three little short episodes. But I mean, I guess if you put those episodes together, it's kind of like a short movie. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And, and it adds so much context to things that, you know, like yeah. they showed us the fall of Dooku, which we, we, we knew happened, but we didn't see it happen. And, and yeah. same with the Ahsoka stuff. Like we didn't see her do this stuff where, where she, you know, defeated the Inquisitor. Now we're seeing it because we read it or whatever. We, we, we audio booked it. And and but you can only imagine so much, and now they just gave it to us. Bah, there it is. And it's, these I, details, okay. these details create empathy for the villain, right? And because like Vader was the villain, the bad guy, we had the Clone Wars to give us empathy of Anakin. This is giving us empathy of Dooku. Like we're seeing, we don't agree with him, but we're seeing why they were pushed so with far. Him. Yeah, Ooh, you're gonna turn dark. <laughs> All right, so let's format. let's let's throw it out, guys. What what's your what's your wish episode arc for season two of Tales of the Jedi? Oh. Uh I'd like to Ooh. see the Kanan comic in in animated form. Because after the Bad Batch sees him and he he runs off, he gets saved yeah. by some other dude, and basically he gets taken in by him, and he that's where he changes his name and. And, and oh, he so doesn't use that his saber as much. Y- yeah, well, because you know, at the end of Bad Batch, where where Crosshair doesn't hit him and he runs away, he literally runs away, and he runs off to somewhere else, and he's hiding his identity the whole time. He's like, he, that's where he breaks his saber down into two pieces. Uh, the, the the guy that's like helping him out is basically saying like, no, use your blaster, don't use your saber. You know, like I'm gonna teach you how to you know survive could, the other way, whatever. They could do that, and then they could even incorporate. They could carry it forward enough to where. The, the book what is it uh, a new dawn is that the, yeah, the book a new dawn where, like yep. we're we're and Hera. Hera meet? yeah they could they could end it with that that could it could be that yeah and, and it's the same thing that we're seeing in tales of the jedi something we've yeah. read before or something we've you know seen in a comic or in a book yeah if they did the canon comic with a new dawn into rebels it would be it would be perfect i think quite so that, that's my answer 
Yeah, Qui Gon for me. Qui Gon and Obi Wan, just oh. them two. Oh yeah, with Obi Wan younger brothers, yeah. the, the yeah. brothers thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Juan? I don't think this is very popular, but Phasma. Oh, the book was pretty damn cool, and I think they they yeah. wasted her yeah. as a character, but her book was pretty darn crazy. And she gets her parents killed, or she gets her brother like stabbed and her dad killed, and it was a pretty gnarly book. I thought I really thought they were going to do something with that character, and they just is that like the one just... with Cardinal? Yes. Okay, that's where they introduced Cardinal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that whole book was. It was. Did I at work? I just had it playing in the background the whole time. I was like, man, this is pretty darn good. I mean, it, it was almost like a like a Game of Thrones type thing where it was just like her whole everybody was at war. These creatures were after them. And just she wanted to become the leader, and it just it was a cool cool book. Um, and I wanted to add also um, uh, to my last answer. Uh, I think if we saw Vader. Because uh, in the Vader comics, he has to defeat Kirak and Fila to get his saber crystal. Because the Emperor tells him, you, uh, "Sith are not given sabers; they are they they take them. You know, like we don't hand you a saber; we you, you take it." And and that whole arc where he has to defeat this Jedi that took the the bearish vow, where he couldn't, you know, uh, he was outside of the Force. So um, when they were looking for all the Jedi, they couldn't find him, and he they, they had to he had to find him a different way. Um, but he had to kill that dude to get his saber to make his Darth Vader Bleed saber. Yeah. yeah. And I think that would be a cool adaptation as well. So, sorry, Stephen, I saw your face look, look pretty annoyed. They could they could give us... They could, they could do the Plagueis novel. That's what I want. That's what I was going to say. Ah! <laughs> no, I, I, I want to see the, the corruption and the downfall of, of Palpatine, of Sheev. I think he was... Based on that book, he was corrupt from day one. Well, I mean, he was a turd. I know that I know that George Lucas had always talked about when he was still running things, he wanted to do the underworld TV show, mm-hmm. but it was going to be really based on the the downfall of Palpatine, and he he was there was like a love interest that he like he fell in love with this girl, and then something happened between the two of them, and that's why he went to the dark side. Interesting. So that's definitely not what's in the, the Darth Plagueis well, novel. But end but, it with that. Pals. Yeah, I guess they could probably put that together Yeah, somehow. So the Anakin route, it's a woman that led him to the dark side? Uh, there was something there. Yeah. But I just want to see 30 minutes of Sheev. <laughs> what about some Revan? Oh, oh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, they could start right. going way back in time. There's a lot of options. No, 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 no. Give us some deep Revan, cuts there. Revan deserves his own, like... Acolyte, in, is that... Do you yeah. think he'll show up in Acolyte? Do, yeah. yeah. I think so. Okay. Didn't we talk about that? Where I... Wait, oh, did I say that? Did I is say there going to be a show? movie or a show, too? I don't was remember if we marked the... We'll edit this. <laughs> Dude, they could do so much. They could do Calcastus. They could do... Man, they could do so many awesome... Yeah, oh, Cal in live action would be dope too. Yeah. Cal in live action would, I would yeah. lose my mind. I would. They've lose got my to mind. do it. They've got to do it. They have to. They, already can, they know the actor. They got to go to to do it. So, yeah, so I will say, freak out if they don't. I've already said this before, but when man, the season Mandalorian and we saw Boba Fett, the, you know, Slave One, kind of flying, our house was the house in the middle of the night, screaming, "What?" You know, like we're literally screaming our ass off. And if Cal shows up in a live action, just like you know, a cameo. 
it's going to be that house. I'm telling you right now. Sorry, neighbors. <laughs> yeah. I'm apologizing now. I'm going to scream because it's Cal. You know, that's just awesome. So good. All right, guys. So I think uh, season seven of Tales of the Jedi, we're here for it, right? <laughs> yeah. Season seven? <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll take seasons two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Yeah, get on it, Disney. Or, or volumes or whatever, chapters. Jeez, like give us something. Give us something. We've got company. You want to sit with us? That's never happened before. All right. We could not end the show without some Q&A for our special guest, Juan. So I think uh, we've got some questions prepared for you. Tech, take it away. Dude, Juan, um, I, first of all, man, it's it's so awesome that you're here because I think all of us have been in awe of what you've been able to build um, for not just costumes, but you're building it for somebody that's much, much shorter and smaller in stature, right? And I know Ramey has tons of experience. John and Steven are probably going to get into it eventually. So these questions are for you, but please, guys, just ch- jump in. If you feel like you want to ask questions or add to it, this is this is just, I mean, it's our it's our daily talk on our, on our, on our messaging. So, um, but super curious how you got started. Um, like what was, what was inspiration? What, what did it, was it indie running in the room? I want to be, or is it you and Emily or where did it, where did it begin? Uh, no, I actually started with my father-in-law one day he was like, I'm going to build a land speeder. And we were already planning on dressing up for Halloween star Wars. So we're like, Oh shoot. So we did a deadline and we're like, by this Halloween, we'll have this land speeder done. So we made her a little Luke uh, with the land speeder. And then after that, they just took off. We just started building. Um, I started, well, we did the Ray speeder. And I didn't want to make the controllers out of wood. So I bought a 3D printer. And from there on, it just took off. We just, I learned, I taught myself how to CAD draw and stuff like that. Because nice. I had no idea. I I'm a carpenter, so I had no idea how to do any of that stuff. It was just like... Juan, I remember meeting you at a convention in Pasadena. Um, Indy had a TIE fighter, you know, like the kind of like the push cart that you guys have, where it was like, a, it was like a she was in a yeah. TIE gear and it was a TIE fighter. And I was blown away by the craftsmanship. It was so good. And, and we had a, I, I don't know if you remember, but we had a, a quick Thank little you. chat about it. I was just like gushing over it. Um, I can't remember the name of the con, but it was, you know, that in the past, you know, that was a nerd. nerd that's con, it. I think. That was their first con, actually. That oh, was the first right con. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Uh, I had never been to a con in my life. I only thought there was like San Diego Comic Con and that was it. No, yeah. Somebody from my wife's work was like, hey, they're like, you want to go to this con? I'm like, sure. So we went and yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was, I met a bunch of people. I just never thought, I mean, again, I think I got that imposter syndrome thing because I just again no we build these things and it, it looks so good. I build them um, in a vacuum, like yeah. I mean, ev- everyone came up to you. I remember they were just like, "Wow, like where'd you get this?" And you're like, "Oh, I made it." And everyone's like, "What?" It, it looked That's amazing. I, I think yeah. I think that Tie Fighter is how I really started paying attention. To, I mean, when I was first getting into Instagram, just that Tie Fighter stood out with indie flying it yeah. right i'm gonna say yeah. flying not not it being was pushed. so impressive. And, and I think I remember uh, Juan saying that it was the right size to go to Disneyland's so like you, you, you can't, have, oh. there's a certain size requirement thing. So it fit all of like the, whatever the, the places that you're supposed to walk through. 
And that I thought that was really impressive too. I'm like, wow, you can literally take it into Disneyland and, and have a blast. And yeah, and I mean, I I actually want to jump in one and ask a question because I it, it dovetails right into what we're already talking about because I you've always done such a good job with not just the costumes but the the build around the stroller or cart or whatever it is that you use. So, and I was curious, like, where does it start? Do you usually be like, I'm going to build a Tie Fighter and then build the rest of it? Out of, or is it's like I want to build a pilot and then the, you decide to do the, the the fighter afterwards? Like I was curious, does it start with the vehicle or does it start with the uh, costume or sort of just direction. both at the same she's time? She's gonna be Ray. Well, she needs Ray Speeder. So okay, she's gonna be Vader. She needed tie, the tie advance. So yeah, we wanted to build. Uh, uh, come on, what is it called? It's an AT. No, not ATST. It's a ATAT. Come on, the Bad Batch. The Bad Batch one. ATRT. Oh, the uh, the, okay. two, the two, two-legged yeah, one. Yeah, the two yeah, one. Yeah, there you go. But when you boil riding around in that, I think. Yeah, yeah. the clone, the clone yeah. walker. Yeah. Yeah. Like, nice. Uh, but yeah, it's it starts off basically with the costume, and then try to figure out how to build the cart around it, and then it just goes from what stroller would work to gut and work. And I is it a diff- is it a different stroller every time? Yeah, every time it's been. Something oh wow! Uh, the Tie Fighter, I bought the I bought the stroller and I gutted it and then I made kind of drawings of it, and it worked. I mean, it's and I try to look at the weight too because like the joggers are the best ones because they hold a little more weight than the regular strollers. So it, you know, I think. And as far as the sizing, what I did was uh, Disney used to have on their website their, I guess ADA sizing. So I just came mm. in like an inch out of that, and then I got to take the Tie Fighter to Disneyland. And after that, like a month later, they changed the rules, and I was like, "Ah, oh, come on!" So I never oh. got to take it to. After you, you built it, they changed. You were the reason they changed the rules, huh? No, because <laughs> they opened Galaxy's Edge. They're like, "Nope, oh, sorry." I was like, "Oh man!" So I never got to take the Tie Fighter to uh, Galaxy's Edge. Oh, well, that's because they sell them now. Yeah, that too. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go on, if you go on Disney Shop Disney. You can buy the stuff that you can oh, buy the stuff man. that is inspired by my one's builds. So I did. So one, uh, one basically got a cease and desist too. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the first time we did the Tie Fighter, they actually pulled me aside and they're like, uh, I think like two or three supervisors were talking to me, and I was like, oh man, they're not gonna let me in. But they were pretty cool about it. They're just like, don't call it a Tie Fighter. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> it's a it's a space a spaceship spaceship. Oh, but yeah, the goodness. Tie Fighter was actually the first fiberglass okay. job that I've ever done. I had never done fiberglass in my life, and oh. I just oh wow, it's fun. So you said you started as a carpenter first, and that, that's probably like you're working with your hands. Obviously, yeah. lended it itself. Yeah, I've always like building stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm a finished carpenter. So I know angles, I know miters, I know <laughs> stuff like that. But as far as other stuff, like the 3D printing stuff, was all new to me. It just that window on the Tie Fighter, I actually drew that on on a Fusion, on Fusion 360, because I I couldn't find anything that worked, and that's that's what I use. Yeah, it's that's a powerful tool, man. But it's if you don't know what you're doing, it you could be there for hours and do one little. This I'm like, oh, come on, I was on there for hours with that thing. <laughs> that would be the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Oh, I know. I see. I for see sure. Ramy stuff where you just builds this stuff so quick i'm like man that, t- that would take me that window took me like 
a solid week every night trying to make make it work. I mean, it was just, <laughs> yeah, that's that's. You did though? You made it work. Yeah. yeah, but seriously, next time hit me up. We'll, right, we'll take sure. care of it. We'll bang it out. Nice. And so, Thanks. out of all the costumes, one like what? Um, how how many costumes have you made uh, for for Indy now? Oh shoot. <laughs> It's like more than five? That many. Oh, Ten. definitely. He's like looking at all the bins. That's what I have to do. <laughs> Start counting one, two. Well, how, about, how about Star Wars? Is that easier if we said Star Wars? Well, I think, yeah. Well, the ones I build are normally all the Star Wars ones. All other ones, my wife and everybody else does. But the Star Wars one, I think like seven, I think. Mm. Seven, yeah, I think wow. there's like seven of them. And, nice. and what's, what's some of the challenges? Because I'm curious to, to know what you and Ramey have to go through trying to make something to not only like look right, but also somewhat be not comfortable, but wearable for somebody, you know, somebody yeah. smaller who maybe can't communicate. Cause I think the, the tinier they are, it's harder to say, Hey, this hurts or whatever. Right. Well, yeah. Uh, the whole, I always thought like, Oh, if you get the head right, the body goes with it. No, I got a bin of pieces that she, my daughter has a big head, little arms, little legs, and a, bigger torso i guess but oh yeah i got i got chest pieces and arm pieces that i'm like oh yeah 60 percent, we're good nope ain't gonna work it just <clears throat> and then i found out about um armor smith and that helps yeah but you still have to i learned the good thing about uh what is it called uh just the ring just print the ring first make sure your arm fits through the, yes. ring, the whole oh, thing the sizing ring yeah. Yeah. Sizing. There you go. Yeah. I got. Yeah. I got tons of them everywhere just because. Again, I wasted so much filming. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's fun, but it's oh, definitely yeah. challenging. I don't. I don't know. I've never built an adult one, so I'm not sure if you can just print one out and it works. So I'm not sure because I've always printed indie. So it's just yeah. It's definitely it's challenging. It's kind of it's kind of the same. I can I can show you how you can take the the 3D files and throw them into Fusion and then measure them with the fusions tools. And then you can say, all right, well, in, in indie is this wide from this point to this point, And this armor piece is this wide. And then you can just do the math and say, all right, if I print it at like 87%, it will be her size or whatever. Yeah. So there's, there's a way that you can do that too. Jeez, yeah, it's kind of like what armor Smith does, but. Yeah. It's a little fusion. funky. It's a little weird on some of the stuff. I mean, it works, but the, I still don't get a hundred percent of those. <clears throat> yeah. The, the uh, the trick that I found with with the kids' costumes is again one. So you always want to try and because kids grow, kids are going to outgrow the costumes a million times faster than we Quickly. are. So you got to try and you got to try and build it in a way that doesn't like they grow out of it before they even get a chance to wear it. Um, yeah. So you know the first version of the Jawa is always like very lightly hemmed and the bottom's not all frazzled. And then as they grow, then you can kind of let the hem out a little bit and eventually it's all rough and torn and tattered. But um, I think when we did the costume for. Oliver, the Jawa costume, we built that one in an entirely different way because we knew we were making it for a newborn infant. Mm -hmm. And so the, we like, we lined the, <laughs> we lined the hood. We, we set it up such that he could almost be sort of laid down in it, not actually wear it, but it could be sort of draped over him in a right. way that like, so that it, it, it looked was almost right. like a blanket. <clears throat> it was more of a blanket. Yeah. And the, the hood, like a, like a Snuggie. I got the softest <laughs> fur that the hood is fur lined on that thing. And it's super soft. So yeah, that's another um, thing. The, padding. Cause again, these helmets, you can't get regular padding for a little kid helmet. So you have to find different padding for everything. It's just, it's mm -hmm. yeah, it's a, 
Is it like <laughs> furniture foam or upholstery yeah, foam? Yeah. Uh, upholstery foam. Yeah. How does Indy do with, with full face masks and helmets? Is she generally so, pretty good for periods of time or does she like get to the point where she's like, I will get me out of this thing. So the Boa Fett one was the first one that she's like, I would ask her like, give me a thumbs up. If you're okay. If you're not okay, take it off. You don't have to wear it. And she went the whole day. I'm like, are you okay? She gets, she's like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, are you sure? She's like, yeah. And she saw kids. At, uh, it was a, a troop in Kalima. I don't know. On this side. And she saw the kids and she just was on it. I mean, she was just like, hey, shaking kids' hands. And just, I'm like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm good. So as far as having the helmet on, if it's comfortable, she's good. The only one that she, not, not even helmet, it was, she calls it a diaper, but text diaper. She does not want that thing on. It just, <laughs> she goes, I don't want a pampy. I don't want a pampy. I was like, no, you're fine. She's like, nope. But that was the only time she's ever said, like, you know what? No, I don't want this. So the rest of them, yeah. she's she's on it. I mean, she's uh, – that kid's hilarious. I mean. My favorite is her Kylo, but specifically when you guys take it to Disneyland. Oh, yeah. Like all those Kylo interactions are just – like the way that the way that you guys went viral by making the Kylo Ren actor himself like break character, I'm just like, oh, that's so perfect. That's nope. so wholesome, dude. Well, what's crazy about that is so that happened 2019. We had never been to cons, and they invited us to cons, and we went to Long Beach or some uh, Long Beach Comic Con, and we're walking in, and this is before she went viral. Or anything. We didn't know any of this going on. We're walking into the con, and she's like, they're like, hey, um, your daughter's on, on Reddit. And I've never had Reddit in my life. I'm like, oh, okay. And then we're walking through the aisles, and some guy's like, hey, that's Indy. And I was like, what the hell's going on? And after that, it was like, <laughs> yeah. famous. Oh, yeah. yeah. After that, when, like, oh, when you're... Yeah. It was just like, it blew up from there, and I was like, oh, wow. But this is, we. it was just her being her. I mean, that's, that's just Indy. She's always, I mean, we have pictures of her when she was like an infant, and it was... It was always Papa Vader, no matter what. It was Papa Vader, and then she fell in love with Kylo, and it was just Kylo. It was cool. I mean, it's <laughs> it's always been Papa Vader. It's just, yeah, she's yeah, she's attracted. Yeah, to it's like when your when your kids in their costumes have become an official meme that like <laughs> that like transgresses time, and like I can still go search for Jawa Jawa meme, and like the picture of our kids at WonderCon shows up. Like when you, that's like achievement unlocked. Like that's proud dad moment right there. <laughs> Proud Papa Juan, there you go, man. Yeah, she's she's one of a kind, man. That that kid is a, you know, she's she's awesome. So what's next? What's next on the workbench for her? Or can you can you talk about it? Or can you not well, talk about uh, it? Tech tech version two for sure. I want to get done because that one, I have that thing in my head where if I start it, I have to finish it, and it just bugs me. <laughs> I walk in and I see it and I'm like, I have to finish it. So yeah, tech version two. And then from there, I don't know. I'm trying to see what else she wants to wear. What I want to know is, is how did um, the best bad batch character get selected? Like, like, is that your, her or is that no. you? So or that is was that the one I picked that. So out of all of them, that's the one I picked. So the day I met you at uh, Lake Forest or where was it at? I saw it in real life. I was like, I have to build that. Is that it the was, troop we did? Uh, me and John did as Hunter and Tech at, um, yeah, was it yeah. Laguna? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Laguna, Laguna, yeah. Yeah, I saw that yeah. in real life and I was like, that's it. I need to build this. 
So that, that was the day I basically I went home and downloaded the files and went to town. Oh, dang. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I, yeah, I remember that's was, when, that's when I met Indy. That's when I met you guys for the first time and saw the TIE fighter. I was like, I want to go home and build a TIE fighter. <laughs> but, but for me, and then my poor wife's going to have to push me around in it. Cause like that thing is awesome. And she was like handing out stickers, giving us high fives. Uh, so, yeah. And, uh, Dude, so we went to bonds and people would hand her stuff, and she would hand people back the same stuff that they were giving her, and they're like, "Oh, we need to get her stickers because she wants to hand stuff." So people would hand her a bunch of stuff, and she'd have a pile of stuff, and she wanted they to give it right up. back out. Yeah, so she started handing stuff out. I'm like, "Oh, we need to get her her own stickers." So we ended up printing stickers and getting her own little card, and then we found out about Galactic Academy for the kids and got her into that. So that's, I mean, it's. She loves it. She loves parades. I mean, parades are her. She does a wave and everything. Like Jesus, kid. <laughs> you know, you know what I love seeing is um, is Indy and uh, OC uh, Shadow Scout. Oh yeah, Tony. Yeah, yeah Tony. The, the the relationship between them two is oh, obviously yeah, special. He, he's awesome. I mean, he's 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 basically taken under a wing and just she, he's he's a cool dude. I mean, we he's I've a really good for, dude. Yeah, yeah, three or four years now. He's he's such a cool dude. Just down to earth and just helpful and everything. Just you're a cool dude. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I do well. I do love the photos that that she and I were able to take when I see her wearing her shadow scout with him. Uh-huh. It's like all oh, you know. It's it's just <laughs> super super cute, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right yeah. about she gets so excited to put it on, and then half an hour in, not even half an hour, like maybe 10, 15 minutes in, she's like, "All right, I'm I'm out." <laughs> when I reach out to you and and Emily to see. If you guys had ever did a, a photo shoot before, because I know you've done lots of photos before, yeah. But um, but you know we're like, hey, you know, hey, the, the armor looks cool, but but the photographer amplifies it by tenfold, right? And so, you know, would it be cool to to do one together? And so we when we met, um, she was sitting in, in her car seat, and you're like, hey, look, there's tech, and she's looking oh, over and she sees me, and she's like, that's not tech, because. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't well, wearing. You're like, oh no, I just, I just ruined Santa Claus or something. I was like, oh no, <laughs> but no, she's fine. But yeah, yeah, no, because she had never seen Tony out of his helmet like ever, so it was just like, I'm and like, I oh, didn't know tech. that. She's like, no, that's not tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wish I knew that before. So, so I mean, guys, <laughs> if you can imagine, I don't know the details, and I just yeah, see yeah. her and OC Shadow Scout. And I'm thinking, oh, they know each other. You know, they're a family and whatnot. She never saw him without his helmet. No, and I didn't know that. Otherwise, I would have gone way in advance and worn tech before and just been tech for her. But I totally <laughs> like said there is no Santa Claus like in our first interaction. So, like, sorry. But, oh, yeah. No, but once you I once you know. suited up, she was she was right there. She was like, "Oh, it's tech." Oh, dude, yeah. All the hugs came out. No, yeah, it was super cool. Yeah, the knuckles, the hug. I was just gonna say I can get over how animated she was in front of the camera, like the poses. Like, did you teach her how to pose? Or did, is that Emily or is what? It might be. I never did teach her to pose. She just does her own thing. I mean, she's, <laughs> she's just a character, man. She's she's hilarious. Yeah. So so Juan, when are you, when are you gonna build your costume? That's I know. Well, again, I never, <laughs> I never thought I was good enough to build my own. And then I, people are like, "Oh, you do such good jobs." So and now I'm like, "All right," because my wife is the one that wants to be. <laughs> Uh, so far, she wants to be a shore trooper, so I'm pretty nice. sure I'm gonna do one of those. And I don't know, I might just start with the TK and just work my way from there. 
but yeah, just adjust can. just as you get. Well, I mean, the short troopers, the short trooper can be three D printed. Files are there. Yeah, I, I, I seen that. So, and again, she's the one. She was a bigger Star Wars fan than I was. She, I was, I didn't get dragged into it, but I was coursed into it. But yeah, she definitely wants to, definitely wants to dress up now. That's awesome. Right on, man. Right on. Well, Juan, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you everything that you're doing for not only your daughter, but for the community. I mean, um, you know, cosplaying and and costuming is not just for grown men and teenage girls. It's it's for for fathers (laughs) who get to make costumes for their daughters and exactly and maybe vice versa one day. Who knows? Yeah, just I mean, a lot of people just just jump into it and just try it. I mean, it's it's fun. Well, guys, I think that pretty much does it for episode fourteen of the Dad Batch podcast. Thank you so much for listening to us. If you like what we do, please give us a good review on your podcast app. Head over to our YouTube channel where you can check out this episode, other episodes, unboxings cool little shorts from John be sure to subscribe so that you can be automatically entered into some of our giveaways that will be happening very soon much like the ones that we just already had um, we've got uh, I think I'll I'll tease it a little bit here guys but s- next week's episode episode 15 we're going to be dropping the Dad Batches holiday giveaway, raffle, contest, whatever you want to call it. But uh, make sure you tune in next week because it's going to be good. You can email us questions at the Dad Batch Pod. I'm sorry, at dadbatchpod at gmail.com. You can follow me, Stevie Kicks, on Instagram, sometimes Twitter. John, where can people find you? You can find me at Alpha Ignition on all the socials. Nice. Joe, where can people find you? At Tech.BadBatch. Right on. Ramey, where can people find you? TheDadBatch.com. Nice. And Juan, where can people find you? Andy Speeder on Instagram. Right on. All right, guys. Thank you again for listening to the Dad Batch Podcast. And tune in next week for episode 15. And until next time, enjoy your spice responsibly. Okay. <laughs> Steven's having a stroke over here. <laughs> it's, my ba- it's my baby. It's my baby Grogu sounds. Okay. <laughs>